You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We actually met at a ten deep party in Brooklyn not too long ago. But this guy, he's an amazing DJ producer. Hey. He definitely has a vision and an eye for what it means to curate an experience. He's not only uh, in this to just you know do dope parties and look cool doing it. He really cares about giving his audience something that they can remember and talk about to their friends and share. And that's something that I really respect. A lot of people are learning from his path that he's trailblazing, and he's just going to continue to create a blueprint that a lot of people are going to be following for years to come. So, without any further ado. I'll let you introduce yourself, man. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name is Kaliko. My artist name is No, I'm not. A little bit of what I do. I'm a curator, a producer, DJ, lyricist. I'm also one half of a founding of a, a collective called Last Night. So that story about the Tim D party. So um, <laughs> yeah. my homie hit me up about this party, and I went there. It was a free party, and like the party was over, and I was walking, and I believe I saw you and stopped you. I think I started talking to you as if I knew you already, yeah. because I met this guy at Complex. Shout out to Complex. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met this guy at Complex, and he had like the fade, and he like same skin tone, <laughs> the same facial feature structure, like all that. And I was like talking to you. It was like, yeah, yeah, this not so and so, cool, cool. And I'm not sure if it was a day after, like the whole time. The no, whole time. it's funny because like I was at Complex, I think that day or the day prior, meeting up with a good friend of mine. Shout out to Julian Mitchell. And it was funny because I met up with him, and then you mentioned Complex. I was like, "Wait, maybe I am the person that you saw there." Yeah. So that was like it threw me off. It threw me for a loop. Yeah, and I realized it wasn't. I was like, "Yo, who is this guy?" But come to find out, I mean, the first conversation we had, you were telling me about you know Open Canvas and, and what you were doing for like. Young entrepreneurs or people who are taking leads in the future, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm doing that. <laughs> hey, you're doing that. I'm doing that. Let's build. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was so funny because yeah, I think even after we left the Tim D party that night, you still thought I was that guy yeah. that you met at Complex or saw there, and I thought you were still the guy that may have seen me there. But it was funny because. Since then, like I think I shared some stuff that I was working on, still early stages, like nothing really developed. And you were like, "Yo, this is dope." You were one of those people who were like really encouraging and like saying, "You know, I see what you're doing." Um, so like that's something that I really respect about you, man. Is that you saw what I was doing, even though you thought you knew me, you still really didn't know me. Hey. And <laughs> but you were like, you know, I see what you're doing, and you know, I respect it, and that meant a lot to me, man. That also hey, gave me man. some encouragement to, yo, I'm doing the right thing. I need to keep going. We met up again, you came back to New York. Yeah. And then we chopped it up a little bit. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I come to New York, it's like I'm always in different spots, like <laughs> hotels or penthouses or, you know, apartments. And like this spot I was at, I, you worked there. It reminds me of like the first Yeezy season, like how the lights are and all that. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't got that in DC, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty tight, it was like, 
a lot of fashion, man. Um, and you were telling me you just came back from a trip, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What country? Yeah, I think that was. Uh, mm. I was out in Europe. I was out in um, in Amsterdam for a little bit. So yeah, that was nice. definitely that yeah. trip I was on. Yeah, man. And we chopped it up, man. We talked. We talked about like just living life, going towards your goal with a right mindset. And that's something that I really appreciate as well. I feel like when you're focused, you meet the right people. Mm-hmm. Like you're not off track or anything like that. And it's cool to have conversations like that because there's like-minded people mm-hmm. around me that can keep me grounded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely do appreciate that dearly. Absolutely, man. Cause yeah, that was a great conversation we had. When you're actually committed to seeing your vision of yourself, we were talking, you're like, yo, like we're gonna actually create experiences for people that go beyond just a party. Yeah. And that meant a lot. The way you talked about it, you were talking as if the goal already existed. You were so determined that you already saw the end goal. So like that speaks volumes, man. Where are you from, man? I'm from PG County, Maryland, but it's like DMV, DC, it's like the same <laughs> thing, bro. Yeah. For those who don't know, like where is that in relation to DC or like the DMV area? PG County is where I was from. I could walk 10 minutes to get to DC. You feel me? Yeah. The culture from DC, I got both sides mm. for real, mm-hmm. you know, but I currently live in DC right now. And I'm happy because when I was living in like PG County, I was getting things done. Yeah. And I was always going to the city. But now that I'm in the city, I feel like my name is growing. I'm getting things done even more. And like people are noticing me even more. You know, I get to stay out a little bit later. It's not like New York, you know, the Metro and all that stuff. Right. Closes at a certain time. It's pretty cool, man. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, so what was it like growing up? Do you have siblings, or was it just you, or how was that growing up? Oh uh, yeah, I have, I have, I have, I have a lot. You know, I was the third oldest. Well, one, the oldest one died um, from cancer. Mm. The second one, he's like in the military, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the other ones, I don't even know. Right. Like I don't know where they at. So, yeah, I'm like a lone wolf. <laughs> right, right. So what was that like for you growing up? Was that something that sort of pushed you towards music or was were you just doing your own thing growing up? Yeah, I was pretty much doing my own thing growing up simply because I have a talent. And this is a talent that no one can tell me that I don't have. And it's, it's the talent to connect, to understand something that's not tangible, mm. you know, to, to feel the energy in the room or feel the vibe of a person. Yeah. And I knew that at a very, very, very young age. Therefore, I was not a follower. Yeah. I didn't follow a lot of people because you know how people sometimes have a, like an ignorant stage where, you know, you're growing up, you're young and dumb, this and that, so and so. Yeah. Like, I was never like, if it was wrong, I didn't go towards it, you know? Right. Here's a fun fact. It took me like, to the age of 14 to lose the fear of hugging people. Like, I didn't like touching people. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I didn't, for real. Yeah, yeah. because their, their energies would, would throw me off, mm. you know? Mm. Like, a little, a little story about like, the people who I was growing up with. I felt as though, at times, ignorance, it was a lot of ignorance around me. But I never fell for it. Never mm. fell for it. And I always thought, like, all right, I'm young, but I'm not stupid, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it's like, 
knowing that you're young and not stupid and you really can't do anything about it, like you get bullied, this and that, so on. So I just stuck to myself. I was always like into stuff like in high school, I was a basketball player, I was in choir, I was SGA, I danced. I had this team with me that won, we won the talent show twice in two years in a row, like first place. What were you doing in that talent show? Like you're dancing, right? boy, choreography, <laughs> what? I, we go with the dance, hey. boy. Like, <laughs> nah, facts, bro. I always been the type of person who just didn't like really care what other people think because I, I was saying like, I started gaining like methods and Nowadays, I have it in words. Like, personally, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but no one's smarter than me. Explain what you mean by that. For, for example, like, there's flaws in humans, no matter how big or this and that so-and-so you are. I see all humans, you're just like me. Mm. You know, we all have our human mind, but if you're not spiritual within yourself, I'm not even talking about religion. Yeah, if you don't yeah. know yourself, yeah. you can be lost. That's so you, true. you can really be lost and you can be like, lost on the streets or just doing like simple stuff you can really be lost yeah yeah shout out to turner i actually had him on on the podcast recently and he was talking about like how when drake said know yourself that actually meant something you know it wasn't yeah. just like a catchphrase it actually meant something yeah but yeah continue, continue. yeah it's like once i started finding myself mm. like and knowing myself and looking at different perspectives like that's when I started seeing a lot more of like how people act, how people see things and don't be considerate of different perspectives. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing that I feel like it's a hard thing to do while growing up because maybe people's parents never had a different perspective. They grew up in a certain way and they taught their kids a certain way. But learning, like I don't, I don't, I'm not with my parents. I'm not with, like I'm, I'm alone, a lone wolf. So mm -hmm. that means I had to take care of myself. And so I'm free. I'm open. I'm free to learn perspectives. Yeah. To see how it is. I, I'll tell you this, man. This is like some real, 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 real something that's dear to me. My life gotten better once I understood the woman's perspective mm. a bit more, mm. you know? Explain what you mean by that. That's real, that's real. I went on a tour last year, my first tour. I went by myself. It was a U.S. tour. It was like five, seven states. And majority of the people that I stood with were women. And it's like friends that I met, you know, I dropped out of college twice and I started networking because I knew like if I dropped out of college, I might have to work more harder than a person in college, mm. you know, when it comes to life. So what happened was, you know, I, I will be hanging out with the women that I hang out with. I, I hear these stories. I, I, I see how they act. I see how caring they are to me. And I see like just a whole bunch of stuff that's going on. And also I, I meet their friends. Uh, I meet some women boyfriends, you know, just like see how they are and, and how they act and, and just hear like their problems and, and like see what's going on. I just, it just hit me like, of course, it's not just a male species. Ah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah on, on this earth, you know, it, it's, it's also women as well. To find balance, I believe that's the most important thing in life, you know? Mm. So therefore I took myself some time to like really listen yeah. And yeah. understand like how women feel, you know, learning that part. Therefore, in the future, when I talk to people, when I talk to humans, you know, I try to connect with them as much as possible, whether you're a male or, or a female, you know, yeah. 
And like, I learned, I learned a lot. Like I read some books, like shout out to Shiva. She gave me a different perspective of listening to women. There's some things I still don't know that yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, but it's very important to understand balance. Yeah, like that's real. It's very, it's very important. Yo, this is just like a PSA for all men and all human beings. Listen to the women in your life. Have conversations and listen. I think as men, sometimes, you know, we have our egos and we, you know, feel like, oh yeah, we know what we want to do. Or, oh yeah, we we had things figured out. Right. And we can't do that. Can't neglect the female perspective. And that's not just for men, all people. We should all listen to the women in our lives and respect what they have to say. Right. But also, here's a plot twist to all of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge plot twist. Yeah. So the all the women that I encountered on this tour, right? They all were spiritually inclined. Mm. They all knew themselves or started to know themselves and started to understand a lot more of themselves. I've witnessed women say like, you should look at my perspective, this and that, so and so, without the woman looking in the male perspective as well. You have to be careful. You have to, when you talk to a woman, you have to make sure you're talking to a woman. Mm. You know, because like I said before, it's like you have to make sure this person that you're talking to is teaching you something that you have to be open to, you know, and this person that you're talking to must know themselves mm. and know what's going on. I've witnessed women say some stuff that is just one side perspective and not care about the other side. And once you introduce that other side, they still deny it. It's unfortunate, but there are good women out there that actually want to do well you know, for society and continue to help grow. And it's just amazing. Like last night is really, really, really big on vouching for women. Like actually, when I first met you, yeah, it was only four, five, five people. Mm -hmm. It was only me, Franklin, Nico, Ray, Eric. Yeah. Last night, we all agreed that there needs to be a balance. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. So we need to, we need to show people the lifestyle. We got Shashazi, Nancy, Saruk, and Rajani, four women, you feel me? Shout out to y'all. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> They're all dope. Mm. Dope, bro, all dope. Yeah. Selectors, sculptor, mm. Mm. painter, yeah. like organizer. They're all dope, you feel me? And the thing is, is like, when it's like an all male group, usually they crash, mm. but there's a balance. Like they give us a different perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's diverse, Filipino, Russian, Korean, African-American, you know, it's like they give us culture more into last night because last night started off with me and Nico, you know, two African-American guys. Well, well, I'm also Haitian and Nico is yeah. also from, yeah, he's also West <laughs> Indian as well. You know, it's, it's very important and we use our platform mm -hmm. to put the women in last night on a level and showcase how dope they are and show and let them know like, yo, the little girls who are watching them could do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is very important. The thing is, like, a lot of people, I feel like in my area, are starting to do it, but it needs to happen more often. Right. It needs it needs to be just as equal. Mm. Like, it needs to be there. It's, it's important for society. It's important for evolving who we are and what, how we think. And, <laughs> like, can you tell people about last night? What is last night? Yeah, so last night is a creative collective. We have like musicians, painters, activists, and just people who, who wants to give others a different perspective. Last night is an innovative and creative team of people, family of people that is here to 
give a different perspective of life. Yeah. We, as last night, we use a lot of concepts in everything that we do. Yeah. Like everything that we do is very conceptual. People think about last night and they think music first, but music is actually the smallest thing that we do, to be honest with you. Wow. It's very, it's concept first because it's like, we learn to have a concept and you can make this concept, you could put it in the form of music, you could put this concept in the form of painting, a form of an event, you know, it's conceptual. We want to progress society. Therefore, last night isn't only just a movement or a collective form a family, it's a lifestyle. Mm. It's a way of living. Knowing that you are who you are, you can get what you want done. And like, I definitely take pride in that because I feel like if people really noticed last night and understood what we've been doing, like all our events has been like very conceptual yeah. from like, it's like come as you are, no matter, you know, what kind of religion you have, you know, mm. when you come to the last night event, this is your church, you feel me? Mm. And everyone's the same. And we have like an event called Rise that was dedicated towards unifying, glorifying people of color, you know, Rise. It was a great event. And I feel like experiences matter. Connecting with people matter, you know, not just trying to finesse people for money or mm. anything like that. That's real. And the name last night, I remember telling you, is such a dope name. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. what does last night mean? When someone says it, like, yo, I'm going to last night, or did you hear about the last night event? Right. Yeah. So basically, Nico and I, we were sitting down, like this happened in 2013. We were sitting down you know, and we just agreed to you know, become a duo. And we were like, yeah, we gotta come out with something different. We gotta be different about it. We gotta make sure people know that we stand out. And we were thinking about Latin names or thinking about names that were kind of like off but weird. Like yeah. Party yeah. Next Door or The Weeknd. Right, know? right, right. And the name last night, this came in the air. A lot of stuff happens at night. Back in the day, our music used to be very, like real art. It was real storytelling. Yeah. And um, yeah. we ran with it, you know, last night with two eyes, just stand out. Yeah. And from there, we just built on with the name, like people know the name. I got a new last night tattoo, which is a lotus. <sighs> the first last night tattoo was a font, you know. Mm. My recent tattoo is a lotus, you know, lotus like rise from mud. And, you know, it just shows conceptually that a beautiful flower can come from dirt. And we take pride in that, you know. Yeah. That's something that Nico and I both have in common. That's real. Yeah. That's real. That's key, man. I feel like we're going to need to have another episode in the future where we have the whole crew here because yeah. you're naming these people. Shout out to Nico. Shout out to the whole crew because what you're saying is really profound. Having the, the female perspective and the female energy you know, as a part of the collective is not, it's not just to meet a quota. It's, yeah. it's a real thing. You're saying that because it brings vitality and truth to what you're doing. It widens the narrative of what last night is and can be, yeah. you know? And you were saying like, sculptors, painters, can you just name like some of the different mediums of expression that some of the people within Last Night do? Yeah, so basically Marjani, she, she's a sculptor, amazing. She makes jewelry as well. Yeah. Her sculpting is very conceptual. It's like a lot of Afrocentric vibes, you know, and it's crazy. It's crazy good. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, you know? And yeah. then, um, yeah. yeah, and then you have uh, Tarut, she's, a producer, she paints, her vision is crazy. Yeah. And she's just a really kind, sweet person that really, you know, wants the best 
and her style is just like crazy as well. Then you have Natasha, who is Tashazi. She's a selector. She's a DJ. She digs a lot. And she has the same like R&B vibe that I have on my SoundCloud as well. She got juice. <laughs> she got juice. <laughs> for real, for real. Nah, facts. No, I, I'm dead serious. She, she got juice. Like, <laughs> like I never seen like, well, I never met anybody from Seattle. Yeah, I have before. But she got juice, yo. Like yeah. her style, thrift store, like you know, Wilson, you know, mm. and old school NBA stuff, like right. jerseys, right, you know. Right. Like the stuff you can't find anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the juice that she has. And yeah. basically she's really big on black women, you know, mm. and she's Russian. She's mm. Russian and white. She's really big on like supporting black women. Everyone is, yeah. everyone is, but yeah. she's taking it to heart, you know, cause she goes to American University and she sees it all and she understands. Then you have Nancy, like Nancy is a kind, sweet girl. She lives in New York, but yeah, amazing organizer. She really thinks very well. Yeah. Her ideas are is just amazing. And she also vouches for women as well. And like all of them is just like one powerful team and something that I'm pretty happy about because I met everyone separately. I met Rajani first, I met Tarouk, then I met Nancy at, uh, then I met, no, I met Natasha, then I met Nancy. And Natasha actually did an article on me. And then like, I found out that she kind of like DJ as well. I was like, Oh, why? Yeah. Let me yeah, hear your yeah. mixes. I heard it. I was like, it's dope. It's, it's dope. I said dope. Um, <laughs> and I gave it to last night and I, you know, pitched the idea. Tarouk met Natasha, Natasha and Nancy. Nancy met Tarouk and Marjani met everyone. Like, it's, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot yeah. of ends in there too. Nancy yeah, and Natasha. Real talk. And Nico. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> I feel like I met some of the crew um, when you were in New York last yes. in, in Brooklyn. But I'm looking forward to being able to go down to D.C. and, and meet everyone. Definitely. I'm looking forward to that, bro. That's major that, that you guys, you weren't trying to be diverse. You know, like there's yeah, some people no. who are like that whole quota thing again. It's like they're forcing diversity or forcing different perspectives. You guys just seem to naturally click up because you guys have this common theme of being aware and knowing yourself. You yeah. all know yourself as individuals. So that brought you together, but you are all different people. Right. You know, so like that common thread was there, but being that you're all individuals who have unique perspectives, unique talents, unique ways of expressing yourself, that just adds to the powerfulness of what you guys bring to the table. You know, and I feel like it's only a matter of time before more and more people become aware of how profound that is, you know, with the last night events that you guys put on. For those who don't know, like if you could just run through some of the things that you've been a part of um, or that you've done over the past couple years that speak to you. Well, some touching things that I've been a part of. Our first show was called Sunday Service. And it was basically a show on the last Sunday of November, Come As You Are. And one thing about all last night events, we don't worry about the talent because the talent is always going to be there. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> always going to have a good time. Yeah. That's not a problem. But we worry about the quality over quantity. Mm. So like our first show, we were expecting 150 people, but only 60 people came out. Mm. You know, it was raining. Everyone was going back to school. It's not so and so. A lot of people who came out to that show didn't know each other, but it was a great show. It was a successful show because everyone left out knowing each other, mm. you know, it's community. And then we had a show called uh, The Naked Truth, right? It was the second show and that hit like 400 people, 
you know, mm-hmm. our second show hit 400 from 60 to 400. That's wild. Yeah. And basically that show was dedicated to artists showing their true self, not just artistically, like being vulnerable and being in the crowd, telling the story, mm-hmm. who they are, you know, whether it's through music or poetry or anything like that. Yeah. That was great. That was my also my first show DJing. How was that experience? Like, I see you DJ now, I'm like, yo, you can kill it. But like, <laughs> how was your first show DJing? Were you nervous? Yeah, I was, I was stupid nervous, man. <laughs> I was stupid nervous. But it was like, the reason why I felt like things started popping off because I started making R&B mixes. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to Yellow R. Kelly. Yo, yeah, that's, yo. That's, 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 a, that's a homie. Shout out to Yellow Arkell, bro. Yeah, yo, we see you. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why I was shouting him out is because once I found his one of his mixes, mm. I heard it and that just hit me. Like, mm. it, the vibes were just crazy. Like, my, my, my alerts <laughs> were going up. I was like, yo, what? What's going on? And yeah. so I, I followed this man. I started hitting him up. <laughs> and like even like my mentor now named Sun in DC, mm. man, I saw Yellow R. Kelly was coming to like uh, a Velvet Lounge in DC. I was like, yo, can I open up, please? <laughs> and I was like a little fanboy. That's when I didn't realize like everyone's is this human. Mm. So like now I know when I meet certain people, I know to cool it. You know, just like talk to people normally. The Yellow R. Kelly, that's really like someone I really look up to mm. when it comes to vibes and inspiration. And man, I talked to him. He's a good dude, man. Absolutely. Very, very good dude. Yeah, I met him, I feel like a couple years ago now. He's a part of the arena, the yeah. arena crew. And every time that I've interacted with him or had a conversation or seen him around, like I just have nothing but good things to say. And like, he's just nothing but positive energy. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like as DJs, we need to see more of. And I feel like you're also running in that same vein as well, of just someone who is amazing at what they do, but like you said, like at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. It's like the yellow Arkell kills it. Like every time he, you know, goes out and does a set, you kill it every time you go out and do a set. But it's not like you're untouchable or like people yeah, can't connect like, or be exactly. real with you. It's yeah. like you're not being extra around people. You're like, no, I'm I'm the same as anyone. I'm the same as you, you and you. Like, yeah. you know, you connect with people on a real level. And that's what makes you and your brand even more powerful is when people can respect who you are first and then on top of that you're amazing at your craft which makes it even better you know Appreciate so like that. yeah that means a lot bro and yeah. shout out to your Kelly again <laughs> yeah and you know even having people like dj underdog and ice cold aisha she's a great dj <laughs> in dc and then david's son like that's my mentor i've known david's son before i started djing wow. i was asking how i get a show tonight this is when i was like rapping um, most of the time i started djing we started connecting more and like sometimes i go to his crib we practice at times you know he took me to boston with him for the first time like it, it's cool it's a good guy and i also like i'm learning a lot more from him and yeah. it's cool because he travels a lot he, he travels the u.s he's in he's currently in london right now like this is a good guy other events that really hit me would you vibe with me was a mix that i made but also one of my dj shows and that was like one of my like my first best DJ show. People came out screaming, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not." <laughs> yeah. And I was nervous because I was the second one to go up. <laughs> yeah, I set the tone for the night. Yeah. I ain't gonna even, I ain't gonna even lie right, to you. Right. I ain't gonna even lie to you, bro. I set the tone for the night. I was not playing no games. No games. Transitions were all strong, strong, strong. Boy. strong. 
Things are strong, bro. <laughs> bro um, but yeah, that was great. And then I also did a show at Urban Outfitters and it was packed. I was also a part of the curating team for that. And me and the other curators, we thought of diving into the actual local community, bring the painters and the artists, you know, to a different platform, showcase their work, you know, to corporate and all that stuff. And the Urban Outfitters that I worked at, uh, it was like a tourist spot as well. Mm. And so it was amazing. It was a lot of people there. You know, me and Franklin of last night, we were DJing, like people mm. had a great time. And it was just dope, man. I opened up for 21 Savage. Um, I saw that concert. I went on tour, DJ at some houses, some college parties. I DJ at Pop Up Shop in Soho. I DJ in this factory before. Mm -hmm. I, my most recent DJing gigs, I DJ in this tunnel wow. in DC. It was like 15% of the tunnel. It's fit 400 people. Wow. Yeah, in the tunnel, bro. Yeah, what was that like? It, it was tight. It was great. <laughs> it was like projectors. It was like a great sound system, man. Like, and I just DJ at the W Hotel last night. And also, last night is a great way of promoting. Like, you say, saying last night, you will think of us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's dope because when you hear it, I think I remember telling you, it's like when you say last night, it's almost like the event could be this night. But like, when you say last night, it's almost like, oh man, did I miss it? Like, yeah. you know, like, and that's <laughs> almost like the elusiveness of it. Like, yeah. people, when people talk about last night, it's almost like the, the best party that happened, but you just heard about it too late, you know? So you just <laughs> <Right>. missed it. <laughs> so that makes you even more compelled to go to the next one, you know, yeah. or, or the one that night, you know? Yeah. Definitely. And I want to say like a special, special shout out, you know, to all the artists who worked with last night in the past, past like four years. Wow. Yeah. Because like every single artist that worked with last night, we have a personal relationship with them. Mm. Like we just don't book people, we just book them. We have a personal relationship with all the artists. Mm. We have artists who's barely known, who's very talented, who performed with last night. Yeah. It, I just feel, I feel honored to, you know, work with all the artists that we worked with before because it's like I know if a certain person would have came to the same artist the artist would not but mm. because of what we're doing and what we stand for and the vision yeah they really mess with us and, and they want to work it's just crazy to me it's, it's crazy to see like people actually wanting to do it like when we charge for events all that money if it's not charity it goes strictly to last night yeah which means it doesn't go in our pockets and last night has never paid me the money stays within last night. Like last night is a, its own entity, you yeah. feel me? Once we get to the certain point where we have a couple thousands in our bank, that's when we could like operate a little bit more and start getting paid, you yeah. know? Yeah. The only way how you benefit from last night is if last night can offer you like a following and it's up to you to perform very well so the person in the crowd could book you. Yeah. And like, you know, social media, social support and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. so. That's real, man. You know, we're going to have another conversation very soon and like the whole crew will be a part of it because I, I just feel like what you guys have started and like the, the fact that you focus on creativity first, you, you focus on talent first, you, you value true talent over just booking a name. Yeah. Like you guys really value the people. You value finding people who are creative and who have good ideas. Having a good idea goes a long way. It, sometimes it goes even further than just you know, doing something for the namesake or doing something because you think, oh, this will look a certain way to certain people. Right. When you really focus on the art, 
like, and you're on the side of the creative, that's what's going to have staying power. That's what's going to last. Those are the experiences that mean something to people, you know? So you're doing that naturally and you're doing that intentionally and it's felt. It's going to blossom, man, the way it's supposed to. And, you know, I'm just really happy that I can actually witness it and be a part of it, bro. Definitely. Definitely, man. I appreciate it, man. So so what do you got planned for the future, man? What's, what's, What's coming up for you? Well, I'm going on a world tour in September by myself. I already got my tickets and stuff. And actually, I'm going to like nine countries. I'm going to London. I'm going to Belgium, Germany. I'm going to Italy, Spain, Paris, Japan. England is is the country, not London. And I'll, I'll be gone for two months. I'll be by myself. I'm trying my best to be as disciplined as possible to learn <laughs> how to be a minimalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's super hard. It's super crazy. Yeah, bro. And like, I'm ready for the future. Mm. In order to prepare for this tour, I have to drop certain products, you know, like certain types of mixes or production. I, I plan on dropping an object in July or June or July, most likely July, actually. Mm-hmm of like R&B mixes, but different types. So I'm not gonna say the names, but one will be like more Afrocentric. One will be like like a house, a housey R&B vibe, like a deep yeah. house, you know, something yeah, yeah. that you can drink some wine to. Definitely. One will be like chill, relax. And one would be like loving, you know, mm. like a loving R&B gospel type thing. Definitely. Um, with melody. And I plan on dropping that too. I'm currently in the process of changing my image, my enhance who I am. Cause at the end of the day, my artist's name will be Coleco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. won't be Noam Not anymore. Okay. And once I feel as though I reach that certain level of not confidence, but more so a certain level of pure creativity, mm. like everything I do is creative. And I feel like I can represent the lifestyle that I live like, yeah. and be the icon of my lifestyle. And I can teach that. That's when I will call myself a colleague of. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back to the U.S. after the tour. Mm. Probably was going to stay in Japan or something like that. But... I realized DMV is on the rise. Yeah. And also, I can't leave now. Absolutely. I can't leave now and definitely can't leave last night, of course. I have to come back back to take care of certain things because I realized, like, when I came back from the tour, every single day, someone would ask me some questions or they will want some advice. Like, wow, wow, I'm at, jo- I'm at my job. You know, yeah. how you do this, do this, that, mm-hmm. so-and-so, this, that, so-and-so. I know too many creatives too many creative people that has the talent but don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, me being the founder of last night, me seeing all this stuff happen, it's like, yo, maybe I have a talent of managing, helping other people out. Yeah. And I've done that. I've done that plenty of times. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think I might, after the tour, like, of course I'm still DJ and produce and, you know, do my thing, but also want to help out a lot more. Right. And it it can go hand in hand because like a lot of the people that I can help out are creative directors or people who has a vision that can help me, you know, get me further to where I want to be at. Me managing people, you know, I think that would be great. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna be straight, like mm-hmm. no matter what. 
because I said so. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Facts. Like, <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> and that's something that I really take pride in just knowing myself and knowing that I'm going to be good and knowing that I know how to market certain things. And I just, I really, really, really want to help the people that I believe in. Like, even on the tour of last year, I wore, like, my homies' clothes, you know, on tour. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I do certain things to put other people on as well. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know Nicky Chulo, right? Yeah. But you know him, right? He's a good dude, right? Absolutely. You tell me he's a good dude, I trust your words, so I trust him. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? Absolutely. Like, that's exactly how I do it. Because mm-hmm. I tell my homie, like, yo, he's a good dude, you're a good dude, y'all know each other, bow. <laughs> Like, that's how magic, you feel me? And so I take pride in that because, like, my my mixes, my music is cool. I hear it all the time, but I rather would put other people on to some stuff that I already know. Like, on a tour, like, I played everyone else's music. Mm. Like, y'all, y'all want to hear something tight? Uh, Here, boom, you know? And it all comes back. Like, people, like, yo, Franklin Dope or Nico's Dope, and everyone's just happy that I put them on to good music, yeah, you know? Yeah, Because it matters, you know? Yeah, and that's sort of like one of the essences of music is it's to be shared, you yeah. know? So like, as a DJ, and it's like something that you do, like that's really powerful. Like you have the power to share new energy and new music with people in a way that, you know, they're, they're able to receive it, you know? Right. So like that means something. And it, like you said, it comes back by you being generous, and like sharing and putting other people on to different sounds and vibes, then people are then able to do the same for you. Exactly. Without you having to like force it. Yeah, and I've been doing this method that someone actually said it to me in words, Hmm. which is wild. What do you mean by that? So DJing, right? There's three things that go into DJing. It's to be a great DJ. I think it's anthropology, it's mechanics, and it's math. So, The first part is more so like connecting with the people, putting something in the air that people like and understand and can connect with and you can feel like you give to the people, the people give to you. Yeah. Then mechanic, right? You have to know the product. You don't have to know what buttons to push, you know, how to do certain things. And math is like transitioning, you know, Mm -hmm. to do certain things. And that's the three that goes into DJing that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. You know. They just see the end product. Yeah, they just see the end product. No, it's, it's, it's really different, you know? But, oh my God, back to, I, I, I just wanted to put that out there. No, that's real. Back to like uh, the whole tour thing. So a lot of people ask me, how are you going on a world tour by yourself, this and that, so and so. And I told them, you have to think outside the box, but also you got finesse. You got to stick and move, stick and move high. Hacks. Like, yeah. Ha ha ha, you feel me? <laughs> so basically in February, you know, the reason why I, I started going to tour is because I made a self vow that ever since I started DJing, every year I would invest in something huge. Mm. Something huge that I really can't afford, yeah. but I'll make it back by using it. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And I've done it. I've done it. And DJing, I'm getting paid off of DJing. Like, I've, I've already paid off my equipment. And so after I, I made that investment, I was like, all right, bet. I, I, I promised myself, I was like, all right, bet. And then also I realized, cause I've only been DJing for a year and a half now. Wow. And I also realized that people try to finesse me a lot of times. Mm. You know, I'm a young DJ coming up, you know, trying to do the best, coming in with a good heart and people just take advantage of it. Mm. And like, I just got really sick and tired of it. And I'm so, I'm like, all right, forget this 
don't need a manager, don't need no music festival to tell me when I'm ready. You know, even though I will want to perform at a music festival, I don't need anybody to tell me when I'm ready. I can do my own. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Like, you're just as human as me. Like, you used to be three years old too, right? right. Like, <laughs> bro, like we yeah. all used to be, we just grew up differently. Yeah. So I was like, all right, bet. I'm gonna do something big and wild. That's another promise I told myself too. Do something wild every year. Something like that, that people could would, like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what you doing what? Right. Like, huh? <laughs> you feel me? Like, even I, I even want like complex and fair to cover the story for real, for real, because mm-hmm. this is gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. But basically, I paid 370 one way trip to London from DC yeah. in uh, February. To travel within the, the UK, it's like 60, 70, or $80 per flight. Right. You know, and right. train is like a little bit more, which is kind of wild. But you know, you can you can it's make doable. that happen. It's, it's doable. doable. You know, right. to eat I, uh, to eat, you can you can eat if you're on a nice diet. You can eat fairly good and, right. and with, with a cheaper price than American. A hostel will cost ten to twenty dollars a night, but if you're an entertainer, usually a DJ, you DJ late nights. Yeah. You know, and if you on the bill with somebody else, you know, you buddy, buddy now, hey, come crash my crib, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, chill. Right. That happens a lot of the time when you're yeah. not from around. Plus, I'm American as well. I understand good vibes. Yeah. I'm going to give off good vibes. You feel right. me? Like, right. and so people could feel comfortable around me. That's what I plan on doing, you know? And from Paris to Japan, it's 370. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't have yet is my ticket back to America because I didn't know if I was going to come back to America. But I am, I'm about to buy my ticket pretty soon. But I'm also going to start a GoFundMe, probably like 2K or 3K, just to make sure I'm safe because I'll be on my own for two months, you know? And also, I also plan on having more money coming back from the UK than going to the UK. Right, and that's something that you just said there that's really important. You know, when you're saying like, do something wild at least once a year. Yeah. When you're traveling like that, you're basically saying is that you have the will to do something and nothing's gonna stop you. You're saying, I'm going to do these things and no matter what, I'm going to achieve what I set out to do. Yeah. So like, being able to take this trip, and like you said before, like your previous trips, like in doing that, when you have that will to do something, and you may not even have the means at the time or like the way to do it all. You may not even have the full plan all the way mapped out. But yeah. when, you, when you set the course on something and you start doing one step and then one step leads to another step. And then once the, that next step leads to a door opening that wouldn't have been there if you didn't take those other three steps. Oh, no. You know, so like, that's how things happen. <laughs> it's like you have to have that will to do something. And then the universe sort of like says, OK, you, you're actually about this. OK, here, let me make a way for you. The funny thing about that, right, I learned that on tour because a lot of stuff that happened on tour last year was not planned right, at all. Right, like right. majority of it. The majority was, of it, right. <laughs> like right, even right. like because I, I met a certain person, I found out about that party. Because I found out about that party, I met you. You feel me? Right. Wow. They, like yeah, on yeah, tour, yeah. while on tour. And yeah. the thing is about like even this tour, that's exactly how I planned it. My first destination is London. Yeah. My last destination is, is Japan. My middle destination is Paris. You feel me? Right. The tour is called I Don't Know What I'm Doing. <laughs> but I know I'm not. Yeah, because honestly, right. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. If I have a lot of work in London, I might not go to this other country because mm-hmm. I have a lot of work. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. But I honestly do not know what I'm doing, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. But yeah. I just know that, all right, I'm here and here and here. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I'm living life. Like, this yeah. tour is not about DJing. The tour last year was not about DJing. Mm-hmm. The tour last year was called No, I'm Not Creative Collaboration Tour, mm-hmm. which means that Instead of me 
talking to you through social media. I'm actually gonna come to you, sit down at Starbucks and converse with you, you know, and understand who you are and what we do. And if I have the opportunity to DJ, I'll DJ that too. Yeah. But it was more so of a life experience, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, And this, and even even this year, it's, it's about life. It's not about DJing for real. Right. Like, DJing is great. It's cool. It's something that I can do to give off my energy and connect with people. Yeah. But the main goal is connecting with people. That's, That's what it. I want to do. That's the life I, I want to live, is yeah. connecting. There's no title. I'm, no, I'm not. Like, no, I'm not an yeah. artist, no, I'm not this and that, no, I'm not, you know? There's no label to it. There's no label to it. Like, I do what like I, I do what I want, I say what I do, you feel me? Like, there's no one, there's no one not gonna tell me anything because at the end of the day, for someone who's trying to go against me, is scared of what they're doing in life themselves, you feel me? For a person to, to work, to conform to a job that they don't like, you know, you're working someone else's dream. Someone dreams something and you you don't have enough passion or enough of a mindset to like, all right, let me overcome this and do what I want. But you're working for this person. Like even not working at Urban Outfitters, like the people there were great. But if I if I'm using my my skills as a DJ and like a communicator as a person that connect, right? Mm-hmm. I sell a shirt, some pants and shoes, you know, 250. You feel me? How much of that money am I actually getting? Barely anything, bro. Barely anything. Yeah. You feel me? And it's like, all right, no, you would not finesse me. I, I, I tweeted that. <laughs> I'm so serious. I tweeted <laughs> that like two days ago. You would not finesse me. I'm not being finessed anymore. Absolutely. I'm like never again. And like Absolutely. I told myself last month, Urban Outfitters will be my last job I work for anybody else. Mm. Like for real. Like I'm not working for no one else but myself. Yeah, that's real, man. And. To go back to what you said in regards to how you see now, even more realizing that like your goal is to connect people. Being able to, to do that, it almost goes back to what you even said as a kid, is like you realize your talent was connecting. Yeah. So you're basically coming full circle and it's almost like realizing that the skills that you had as a kid, as a child, was actually what you were meant to do all along. Yeah, exactly. And, and one key thing about marketing that actually helped me out a lot of times, in high school, you know, I was a popular guy. Mm-hmm. I was known to be silly and goofy as hell, <laughs> but I was always friends with a lot of people. The most interesting friends I were, were friends with were people who didn't have friends, who would sit by themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Because when you sit by a person who is a loner, and they're willing to open up to you and express, mm. you learn how to communicate more efficiently. Absolutely. You, you learn how, how to listen more and yeah. understand more. Yeah. And so like when I market, when I promote, when I talk to people, I'm trying to find your interests and see how I can connect with it. Because mm. at the end of the day, I want you to be my friend. Right. Then right. be just a fan. Yeah. With that, man, we're going to end on that note. <laughs> but like, there's so much more we can talk about. But that, yeah. that's really profound, bro. That's really profound. So how can people get in contact with you, what you're doing, your movement? Yeah. So everything on social media, even SoundCloud, you can check out No I'm Not, K-N-O-I-M-N-O-T. If you want to follow Last Night, please follow Last Night first before No I'm Not, because like everyone else is dope, doper than me. It's L-A-S-T. N-I-I-G-H-T-M-U-S-I-C. Last Night Music on Twitter and Instagram. And Last Night Music Group on SoundCloud. And yeah, email me. Noamnot at gmail.com. Yeah, we got some dope stuff going on. Well, this has been The Open Canvas. Taj Alexander. Noamnot, a.k.a. Calico. Yeah, Calico. <laughs> and his family. Wow. 
To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander and edited by Amanda Hughes.